Hi, I'm Jay Fallon, and you're listening to The Slippery Slope. Once again, I want to thank you all. Been getting some very good results in the Australian podcast charts. So, uh, yeah, it's very encouraging. Thank you very much for your support. Hey, so I really want to discuss what's happening with the China deal with the Pacific region. Uh, the agreements that, that they were trying to uh, get nailed down it's from the ABC News. It says that the Pacific nations walk away from trade and security deal with China as Australia aims to build stronger family. So the Pacific Island countries have agreed not to sign a region-wide trade and security deal with China after a high-level meeting with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi and his counterparts from 10 Pacific nations in Fiji. Uh, China was seeking a wide-ranging deal that covered free trade, police cooperation and disaster resilience. Fijian Prime Minister Frank Bainimarama said Pacific nations were united in their approach after the decision was announced on Monday afternoon. As always, we put consensus first among our countries throughout any discussion on new regional agreements, the Prime Minister said at a press conference with Mr Wang. So Fiji will continue to seek fertile ground for our bilateral relationship. The challenges our people face will only intensify until collective solutions rise to meet them. And I am grateful to the minister and his team for bringing the spirit of productive cooperation with them to Fiji. Mr. Bainimarama said he sought a stronger commitment from China on climate action and cutting emissions as he did with all world leaders. Geopolitical point scoring means less than little to anyone whose community is slipping beneath the rising seas. China's ambassador to Fiji, Qianbo, said some Pacific nations held concerns about specific elements of the wide-ranging proposal. And there has been general support from the 10 countries uh, which we have diplomatic relations, but of course there are some concerns on some specific issues. Uh, he said that China was preparing a position paper that would be released after Mr. Wang's visit to the region. And we are always in constant consultation with our friends, he said, which uh, which is a funny comment. I'd seen that uh, that seems like a bit of a jab at Australia because they're in constant consultation with our friends. They haven't been in consultation with Australia for about, I think it's about two years now, something like that. It has been a zip when it comes to consultation, nothing. Um, it is all, goes on to say it is also China's policy. We never impose anything to other countries. Never has that happened. Wow. Okay, I suppose technically it mightn't have happened because they don't consider Taiwan as a separate country. <laughs> so it depends on how you look at it, yes. And I love, you know, that they, they never impose anything on other countries. However, they do impose things on their own people. I would say the people who live in Hong Kong who wanted free speech, a free media, I would say they would view this uh, comment very differently or maybe the Uyghur people you know the Muslim people living in the northern section of China they would probably view this comment very differently as well because they have had uh, <laughs> they have had China's policies imposed on them or maybe 
Christians in China, people who believe in the Bible, considering you can be thrown in jail for being a what would be classified as a born again, I suppose, Christian in China. And not only do they oppose um, what I would call Bible believing Christianity, not just opposing it, they the Chinese government also rewrote sections of the Christian Bible, rewrote sections of the Bible to fit their own narrative. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. China's policy never to impose anything on other countries. But hey, stuff your own people. Who cares about them? Who cares about their own rights? Anyway, goes on. He said, we have signed three agreements with Fiji. They are all concerning economic development. Uh, Mr. Wang said China will continue to provide assistance to Pacific Island countries with no political strings attached. All, all agreed to be committed. I'm sorry for laughing. I just, I don't know whether to take this fellow seriously. It feels, anyway, I think he might, might be a liar, liar. And that's not because his pants are on fire. Uh, anyway, far for Pacific Island countries, China is not a newcomer, but an old friend with long-standing friendships and fast progress of relations between China and Pacific Island countries does not come out of thin air, he said. Some have been questioning why China has been so active in support Pacific Island countries, he said. My advice for those people is don't be too anxious and don't be too nervous. <laughs> I, love the, I love the fact that he says don't be too anxious or too nervous. So he's not telling us, hey, don't be anxious at all. Don't be nervous at all. Just don't be too anxious about it. Don't be too concerned. Don't look at our history. Don't look at the way we treat our own people. Don't be, don't look at our lack of human rights in our own country. Don't look at the way we treat people with different uh, religious beliefs and not just Christians. I'm not saying it's just because I'm a Christian. Don't, you know, the Muslims, they treat disgustingly. Um, you know, the people that fo uh, follow Falun Gong, I think it's how, how you pronounce it. They treat them like criminals. Hey, this isn't, it's not just me talking about Christianity. You do not want to be a person of any kind of religious belief in China. You run the risk of getting thrown in jail quick smart. And do not say anything wrong against the Chinese government. You'll disappear. But hey, you know, it's all good. Nothing, nothing. Don't be too anxious. Don't be too nervous, apparently. Anyhow, I'll go on. Stop ranting. Uh, he said China was supporting the development of countries, not just in the South Pacific, but also Africa, Asia, South America, and the Caribbean. I would, I would encourage you to, to look up what happened, what has happened with the support that they, uh, they've given Papua New Guinea regarding some construction work going on there. Um, and you will find that construction is very, very poor quality. Uh, buildings left vacant. The Chinese government and the Chinese construction companies do not live up to the high standards that they proclaim. And around the world, they've constantly, constantly let people down. Um, and 
put nations in massive, massive amounts of debt. It's very interesting to see what's going to happen in Sri Lanka. They have only just, uh, for the first time ever, I believe, I uh, might be wrong, but I think it's for the first time ever, they have just defaulted on debt to China. So it's going to be very interesting to see how China handles that and how Chinese businesses handle that. Anyway, hey, I'll keep going with this article. Uh, it says, the shelving of the multilateral agreement, which also covered security and fisheries, came after federal states of Micronesia's President David Puanalo warned nations against signing it, fearing it could spark a new Cold War. Sarangal Whips Jr., the president of Palo, which does not have diplomatic ties with China and instead recognizes Taiwan, has warned other regional leaders that wide-ranging trade and security pacts with China could have harmful consequences. He said he hoped the region had learnt from its past trauma. In the wake of the Pacific Nation's decision, Foreign Minister for Australia, Penny Wong, said Australia wanted to build a stronger Pacific family through security and defence by bringing new energy to the region. She also said the security of the Pacific is the responsibility of the Pacific family of which Australia is a part and we want to help build a stronger Pacific family. Listen, for just for my opinion, the issue here is you've had people in power in, uh, for instance, in the Solomons. As far as I'm concerned, they are, this, this the, the leadership of the Solomons are chasing money. And I, it will not surprise me if it comes out that it's a personal gain. It's for personal gain. For instance, when you look at the Belt and Road Initiative, the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative, you'll find that countries that have taken up this initiative have also, the leaders of those nations have also received extra help when it comes to helping them uh, continue with their power, their power grab. So helping them get voted back in, they receive extra support within their region to basically ensure, ensure that they will be voted back in. And this is why I believe the Solomon's government has a lot to answer for. I believe it's going to come out in the future that um, that this was all for personal gain in reality. Now, the other thing I've never really understood with uh, with islands like the Solomons and and other islands, even looking at having you know security agreements and other arrangements with China, is the values of these nations seem diametrically opposed to China's uh, government's values. China is a communist nation. They do not believe in God. As I said, uh, when it comes to Christianity, they have they've rewritten the Bible. They lock up Christians. They don't they don't respect the Muslim faith either. They lock up Muslims. Um, you know, other faiths, other religions. They they lock them up. They only respect money. They do not value the people. They don't value their people at all. They do not value free speech, one iota. They do not value free thought. They only value money. They only value what they perceive as respect and honor and what they perceive as power. They don't have the same moral values. And I, I understand, you know, America, the United States, Australia, um, Britain, you know, we these countries, they, we mightn't have the best track record, but the one thing with with these three countries is they, they value religious freedom and they do value free speech. Not, not, maybe not as well as we used to, but definitely, definitely a lot better than what the Chinese government do. 
any of these nations could say anything disparaging about the Australian government, they could go there and have a good hard, uh, you know, kick at Australia and and really pull them on about some of their values, about the some of the core beliefs in the Australian government. And the Australian government would generally take it on the chin. It wouldn't be a matter of, um, well, what China has done at the moment, you know, when they chuck a little hissy fit and throw up all these... Uh, and backtrack on trade agreements like what they've done with Australia. They they act out of spite. And for all of the downfalls of Western governments like America, like Australia, like the United Kingdom, generally they won't behave out of spite. Generally, they will res- they will respect freedom of speech. And generally, I believe they definitely respect freedom of religion. And this is why I don't think do not think that any of these nations, these uh, Pacific Island nations, should have any kind of agreements other than maybe trade. But they, they can't have any other security agreements or anything else with China. When your belief systems are completely opposed, you can't tie yourself down to a nation that has no respect for human rights, no respect for free speech, no res- respect for religious freedom and then expect everything to go well. It's not gonna go well, but hey, that's just my opinion. I think these Pacific nations are better off having the least amount to do with the Chinese government. That's just my opinion. Thank you for listening.